This is the Unseminary Podcast. Stuff you wish they taught in seminary. Happy Tuesday, everybody. Welcome to the Unseminary Podcast. Hope things are going well with you today. It's Rich Birch, your host. Uh, so glad that you decided to tune in today. Today's article is called Five Keys to Leveraging Interviews to Build Strong Church T- Teams. Listen, you know, I know we want tr- strong church teams. We can't do uh, whatever it is that God's calling us to do. Uh, by ourselves. We need people to come alongside us and to build great teams. Building teams is really, really hard, hard to do. Uh, Have you ever had to let a team go because of performance issue? It's horrible. It's terrible. In fact, it's probably some of the worst, worst things I've ever had to do. I know there's some macho church leaders out there that talk about hire slow, fire fast, as if letting people to go from a church is not a big deal, but it really is. It's a big deal. It's painful on so many fronts. Obviously the person you're letting go feels you know, tremendous disappointment, the relationships that that person had in the end, which just feels super strained. Uh, You have an internal sense of doubt about your decision. If you don't have that, you're probably not human. Uh, It costs the church tremendous amount of time, effort, and energy. If you haven't had a chance to do that, consider yourself fortunate. It's not something I'd wish on anyone. And so really what we want to do is avoid that. The best way to avoid hiring someone, I mean, the best way to avoid firing someone is to not hire them in the first place. And leveraging face-to-face, your face-to-face time with candidates is a critical part of of that whole thing about how we hire the right people, get the best team members. And so Today, I want to give you five keys to leveraging your interview times uh, to build key, really great, strong teams. But before we do that, I want to talk to you about today's uh, podcast sponsor. Red Letter Campaign. These guys are amazing. Love them. What if in 40 days you could grow your small groups by 40%? The Red Letter Challenge, we're seeing this uh, in all kinds of churches all across the country. They have a 40-day turnkey church campaign that centers around uh, making more effective disciples of Jesus. Listen, Pastor Zach, the guy behind this, has built this whole campaign around wanting to see your church understand uh, Jesus and his teaching more clearly. In the first 18 months, Hundreds of churches and over 60,000 people have taken taken uh, this red letter challenge. And 100% of the, ch- the ca- pastors, I ask Zach whether this is true because it's in his marketing copy, but it's true. 100% of the pastors who have completed RLC, red letter campaign, would recommend it. On average, they're seeing a 40% growth in small groups. Listen, this is the time of year you need to be thinking about a 40-day campaign like this. Uh, there's some huge results that we can see from this. What I want you to do is today, right now, what I want you to do is go to red letterchallenge.com forward slash unseminary and there you'll find all the different church packages that are ready to go the packages start for as little as uh, 10 copies for a small group or up to a thousand or more for very large churches going to that link uh, will get you anywhere between 10 to 40% off. Again, that's redletterchallenge.com forward slash unseminary. Packages are ready to go for churches of all sizes at redletterchallenge.com forward slash unseminary. You'll be happy that you can. All right, well, let's jump into the five keys for leveraging interviews. First of all, get them to relax. I remember early on in my ministry career, uh, I received some advice from a guy who'd done a lot more hiring than I've ever done. And he said, listen, what you've got to do is get people to relax. If people are nervous, uh, you don't really get a real sense of who they are. At best, they'll be tight-lipped and you can't gauge what it's going to be like to work with them. At worst, uh, they'll become a chameleon. I don't know if you've seen that in interviews where people, they basically just become whoever you uh, want. 
go out of your way to make sure that you can really get a sense of who people are. Here are some ways that you can uh, get people to relax. First of all, don't make them wait. Uh, they're probably going to arrive early. Block off the time before the interview to, to get out there and to greet them as they come. Reinforce, hey, I'm so glad that you're here early. Uh, don't make them sit and sweat in the lobby. Don't do that. Get out. Articulate that you're glad you're with them and get going. Get them laughing. Cracking a few jokes, even on the front end, even if a couple bad dad jokes <laughs> can help uh, really get them into the right fr frame of mind. Offer them coffee is another thing you can do. A hit of caffeine to the brain will often help people relax and be closer sense to normal. Uh, find some common ground. Take some time ahead of time when you're looking at their resume to find things that are common. This will reduce the power structure between you and them. If you can say, hey, you went to the same school or maybe we grew up in the same area or you know, maybe we went to the same camp, whatever, something like that. Find some common ground. Choose the location wisely. Don't sit across the desk. Don't do the thing where you're on one side of the desk. The desk is between you and them. That's just a power move. Find some side-by-side -side casual seating. Uh, work hard to reduce the barriers between you and the candidate. Go for a walk. If it's possible, get moving during the interview. Even a quick stroll around the building, give them a sense of, you know, even the space, the office or something like that will help them, uh, you know, just feel more relaxed. All right. So the first one, get them to relax. Number two, use performance-based questions. Compelling interviews really should be based on performance-based questions. Uh, what are performance-based questions? Performance-based questions look to really understand kind of what they've done in the past. It's not about what they think or feel. We need to understand what they've actually done, not what their opinions or thoughts on what they would do. This is an important distinction. So take time to dig into their background. Listen, past performance is the best indicator of future reality. I find myself increasingly over the years as I've hired dozens of people to really stare and say, okay, what did they do in the past? And can I imagine what that would look like if they were on my team? So basically take what they did and then just uh, kind of uh, graft that experience onto uh, what it looks like to serve here. Understand what they've done and apply that to the role you're hiring for. Yes, I'm asking you to discount any growth potential. Let's assume that they're not going to grow. Now you're going to help them grow, but don't assume that they're going to grow at this phase. Just get performance-based questions. In the article, you can see this down below. Uh, I've given you all kinds of performance-based questions kind of as examples. So tell me of a time when you developed a team of volunteers into a strong working group. What did you do? How did you know they were strong? Uh, you know, another kind of question could be people consider our church fast paced and always changing. When have you found yourself in a contest like that, a context like that in the past? Tell me exactly what you did to deal with that and the outcome. Or, or maybe another one, what have you done this week to grow in your relationship with Jesus? Or how have you improved existing systems and structures? So what we're trying to do is get at what they've actually done, not think or thought or feel about the church. All right, so first one we talked about, give, get them to relax. Second one, use performance-based questions. Third, break expectations. Please, please, please don't ask the strengths and weaknesses are? That's a terrible question. It's just too typical and it won't give you any insight in who they are. But you need to find ways to break expectations in all kinds of new ways. And in here, I kind of talk about examples of one. First of all, I remember years ago, I was applying for a job and instead of having them fly me to see them, what they did was they came and saw me. We made a bit of an excuse. They came and spent the weekend with us. It gave them a sense of my ministry up close. There's nothing like actually getting into a person's environment to see them serve that gets you a sense of how they might fit on your team. So break expectations. Uh, another one, I heard of a church that actually hires candidates, hires potential candidates for coaching and consulting their team. This allowed the team, uh, it allowed the church to actually understand about the potential candidate and, and really 
actually test their field of knowledge because it's one thing to talk about it for 40 minutes, another thing to kind of build a coaching experience around that. Obviously, the church allowed the candidates to set the fee uh, for consulting so there wasn't really um, you know, this idea of kind of free work in there. But but the idea there, what we're trying to do is get, you, get these people in front of your leaders, get a sense of what they actually are, break expectations, look for new ways to think about and do um, interviews. Uh, number four, don't trust interviews. Really, uh, recently in the fall, I uh, I read Malcolm Gladwell's most recent book. It's called Talking to Strangers. There's a link in the notes. Talking to Strangers, What We Should Know But the People We Don't Know. And this it's interesting because he talks in here that actually interviews uh, may actually be detrimental or there's, there's actually some empirical evidence that shows that interviews may actually be detrimental to the hiring process. Basically what he's saying, and he goes into a lot more in this, but basically what he's saying is that interviews add noise to the signals of the hiring process. So you actually, actually take on too much information uh, you, by them sitting in front of you that could actually distort your thinking uh, as you're interviewing. And so he would actually advocate, do not, uh, you should not look, be looking to uh, interview because he thinks it actually just takes up too much information. It gives you too much information. Really, uh, you should be looking at other sources of data about the person and trusting those more than interviews. So um, my question for you, I do think you should be doing uh, interviews, but it's it's a point well taken. Actually, after having interviews dozens of people over the years, there is something to this. Um, and so I would look at some other ways to find information about potential candidates. Social, social media, you should absolutely be stalking people on social media, understanding about who they are, uh, what they post and what they don't post can tell you a lot about what that would look like in your church. References, obviously, uh, this should not be the last check before you make an offer. Too many churches have that as kind of the final stage. Call them early in the process. Ask good questions. Lean in. Understand kind of about them as people. Uh, number three, backdoor references. So the church world's small. Frankly, you could probably make a few calls and find out more about this person, even if they're across the country. You probably know somebody from their neighbor, neck of the woods that you could talk to uh, to find out. And, and often these kind of non-official uh, references can give you a great insight into the leader. Uh, okay, number another way is application. Rather than just having a resume, we did this uh, at a past church that I served at. Rather than just having a resume, actually have an application that you want them to fill out which gives you the opportunity to ask questions of them. Uh, actually, right up front, before you even see them face-to-face, -face, it kind of gives them uh, a chance. Uh, and then finally, search agencies. One of the values of a search firm like Slingshot, I linked to them, is that they research candidates thoroughly. That's a part of what you're paying in this process. Leverage that expertise. Push them uh, to find out as much information as they possibly can. All right, number five. So just to go over these again, these are five keys to uh, leveraging interviews to build strong teams. Number one, get them to relax. Number two, use performance-based questions. Number three, uh, break expectations. Number four, don't trust interviews, really. And then number five, start recruiting. Finally, at some point in the interview process, you'll switch from trying to understand if this person will fit at your church to turn to trying to get them to join your team. You need to make this turn deliberately. Finding good people to, put, uh, to push the mission forward at your church is hard work. If you sense that you have one of those people in front of you, don't hesitate to change the pacing of the conversation to get them onto the team. Asking leaders uh, or asking leading questions that start to pivot towards getting their thoughts is an excellent way to do this. Some examples, you could ask a question like, hey, if you were offered this role, 
uh, what would stop you from moving forward? Or uh, what about our ministry appeals to you? Or what would you need to know about us to make you comfort comfortable in joining our team? Or, or how could we make this the best place you've ever worked? Often, uh, you know, what we need to do is, uh, is in this moment is, is to not hesitate, but actually, if you're going to hire this person, this may be the last time you're going to get a chance to see them face to face. Good candidates will be talking to multiple churches, multiple organizations. And so don't miss this opportunity to actually articulate why serving at your church is such a big deal. Finally, we've got some more recruiting help for you. Uh, at the bottom of this article, if you scroll down or the bottom of our show notes, you'll see a couple links there. Uh, we've given you three PDFs that we'd love for you to click on there and download. Uh, one is called Five Healthy Meeting Habits for High Performance Teams. Uh, the second is Four Leadership Personalities Needed for Your uh, Church Team. Or number, or the third is Eight Axioms of Church Staff Hiring. Really, if you're thinking about recruiting, those PDFs could be super helpful for you as you continue to build a team. Thanks so much, friends. Hope you have a great week as we head into uh, the end of February. Cheering for you. Reach out. Let us know if there's any way we can help. Take care.